Hey, my travel junkies, I'm back. It's Kara Custer Anders here, and I'm so excited to bring you a brand new episode of Travel Junkie. I know it took me a few extra weeks to release this episode. Couple different things, reasons why. One, I have so much to talk about in Oahu, Hawaii, that I had to sit down and make a plan and decide what to put in this podcast and what to record for next week. And on top of that, we got a new puppy. He is so sweet, but needs a lot of attention. So without further ado, we're going to get right into the episode where we're going to talk about part two of our big Hawaii trip. So the episode before this, we talked about the big island and our experiences there. And now we're going to really switch gears and talk about Oahu, Hawaii, because the difference between the big island and Oahu night and day difference. So the first thing I did not realize, and I don't know why I did not realize this, but Honolulu is a big freaking city. It's probably one of the biggest cities that I've been to. So I was definitely in culture shock when I was like, oh my God, we're in a full on city. Um, So much so that Literally, we had Uber everywhere, and even though it was only like a 20-minute Uber ride, it was like 80 freaking dollars. Um, so first thing I want to talk about on the island of Oahu is that if you don't want to rent a car, they do have public transportation. So we were told this probably on day two, and it saved us so much freaking money. And the cool thing about riding the public bus is that you get a lot of see a lot of the locals, and you also got to see parts of Oahu that we probably wouldn't have drove to or drove past if we were in our own rental car. So the cool thing about the public bus system, it's like five bucks round trip per person. So it saved you crazy money versus like $80 Uber rides. But I have to share our experience on this public transportation. I've been to Chicago before. I rode the public buses there. It's I was not, you know, I was used to it, right? I've been there. I've done that. My husband, however, it was his first time riding public transportation like that. And he was so excited. And so our, on our first full day, so the day after we got in, we met some really cool people on the beach that Friday night that we got in, and they told us about the Aloha Stadium, which is just about, you know, not too far drive. I think it was about a 35-minute drive. I think it was 50 by bus, and they said it's a flea market, so you should definitely check it out. So we were hyped. We love going to flea markets, especially on vacation, because you get to see shit you would have never saw before. So we took the public bus. We get to our um, entrance of the flea market. We're about eight booths in. We're having such a good day. And Tom reaches for his cell phone. And guess what? He left his freaking cell phone on the public bus in Hawaii. Oh my God, panic set in, frustration set in. So I went ahead and called the number just thinking and hoping somebody must be sitting next to it on the bus or picked it up. And when I called, someone answered and he said, I have your phone. You can meet me here. I just got off the bus here at this different location. Um, I will wait here all day as long as it ensures that you get your cell phone back. So we take an Uber. 
to the location, ended up paying $75 round trip for the Uber, so deflected the whole purpose of us riding the public transportation that day. But we met this guy who saved the phone for Tom, and afterwards it was something we were able to laugh about. But one of the things that struck us about the scenario is the guy said in Oahu, in Hawaii, we want to get things back to the to their owners, belongings back to their owners. And that's the first thing I really want to dive into on this episode is out of all the places in the world that we've traveled, Hawaii has been the most friendliest, like from the locals all the way to the tourists that are traveling themselves. I have never had so many genuine connections and conversations on our trip ever before than this one. Um, And this one was our really big first one. A guy was willing to waste his day sitting around waiting for us to come get Tom's cell phone. Um, So it was definitely quite an adventure. Now, I want to go back and just kind of rewind. So the first night we got in, we got in actually on uh, Friday of 4th of July weekend, and the 4th was on Sunday. So we got in. By the time we got to our hotel, checked in, settled in, you know, got all our bags, you know, kind of just like settled in. We're like, let's go walk the beach. You know, we got in. It's like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Let's go watch walk the beach. Y'all, I thought I was in Vegas because in Oahu, and we stayed not far from the Waikiki side, was everybody. Everybody was out in the beach. People were still in the water. It's 10 o'clock at night. It is pitch dark. The only lights hitting the beach are from the resorts and the restaurants at the resort. And we were just blown away. We expected to see no one. And at 10 o'clock, people were just now coming down from their hotel rooms to start their evenings. I mean, me and Tom were like, are we in Vegas? Did we get the wrong flight like I, I it was crazy and so we decided to walk the beach and like I said there was all kinds of people still hanging out at the beach like what you would expect during the day and we met some really really cool people so this first night we found a couple sitting kind of talking so we sat down next to them and just kind of shot the shit and they're the ones who told us so many different cool things to check out like the Oahu Stadium um excuse me Aloha Stadium they're the ones who told us we should take the helicopter ride I mean it was just good genuine conversation for 30-40 minutes which is just to me insane um but they helped us so much so much so that they gave us our number and then later that week when we had questions about the island we sent them a text and she would answer them for us her partner had relocated to Oahu a year ago for work oh what a pain in the ass to relocate to Oahu oh my god that would have been the coolest thing ever. Um, and so we ended up going to um, a few different places that they suggested. Now, one of my favorite experiences we did on this island was we hiked to the top of Diamond Head. Diamond Head, if you look it up, is one of the most popular attractions in Oahu. And it was really, really special to us because from the top of Diamond Head, you could actually see our resort. And from where we sat on the um, the resort on the beach, you could see Diamond Head. Um, as you guys know from previous episodes, your girl Kara is terrified of heights. Terrified. I still love to do them, like climbing lighthouses, stuff like this. This trail, so when we first got there, I was like, oh, I can do this. Getting to the stairs, so simple. It just kind of winds up the mountain very gradually, not too crazy. But then you get to something I call the stairway to heaven. 
because I'm not shitting you. Ask my husband. There was a minimum a hundred steps that were so steep that literally only your little tips of your toes could touch because they were so steep that there wasn't much step for you to step on. And it literally looked like it was a straight shot up into heaven. Like not even like the little slight incline, like steps are supposed to allow you to do. It looked like when you like went up a step, you were literally just going in the same position, just straight up and down. Like, it was so scary. It was brutal halfway up the panic attack starts setting in my breathing gets really deep you guys know I have full-on panic attacks when I'm climbing heights but when I reach the top I'm proud to say I didn't have a full-on panic attack I just had a couple of the symptoms kind of kickstart and then I did not look down the stairs but like at the top of the stairs I felt like I did the rocky boat a Balboa and be like yes I freaking did it my husband was so proud of me it was so cool and then you like crawl under this little like I don't even know what to call it, but you have to like crawl under this little tunnel and boom, you're in Diamond Head, which is where a crater many, many, many years ago landed and created Diamond Head. And because of wind and surf and all of the different waves and stuff like that, it's formed into this beautiful, beautiful uh, monument. And at the top, you literally could see a 360 view. It was so cool. I loved looking down at our resort, looking over the beautiful blue ocean. The wind was blowing. I just was so proud of myself for doing it. Um, I did take a picture. I'll, I'll try and link it to this podcast. Um, just kind of some of the information. Now, on our way back down, remember I told you my favorite part of this trip was connections. We were following this guy and his son, and this guy had us laughing our asses off the entire time. Just one of the most sweetest, most genuine people. Um, we had so much fun that, like, Tom and I have inside jokes with this guy um, because every time, like I said, we it gradually got up the mountain, but that meant there was, like, 50 turns. Like, you were just constantly walking up in, like, this turn location to get up top and so we were joking and every time we made a turn we're just like it's just around the corner just around the corner and then there's you know another 20 corners so we had so much fun I um, was joking with the dad really amping him up and the son was giving the dad crap we just genuinely had so much fun with um, this this group of people Um, but the best part of Diamond Head is when you finish and you get down to the bottom of the mountain they have a fresh pineapple smoothie truck. I'm telling you the best damn smoothie I've ever had in my whole life. If I could fly to Oahu today to get myself one of those fresh pineapple smoothies, I would. It was fresh pineapple from the island, fresh smoothie. It was the perfect little treat for just finishing a panic attack almost walk up to Diamond Head. So if you find yourself going to Oahu, Diamond Head, I would say is definite must. I am not a big hiker. It's not like we go on these 20 mile hikes or anything, but I do enjoy a good little hike to a waterfall or to something cool like that. Very manageable. We saw people wearing flip flops walking to the top of that. I do not recommend that, but that was pretty wild. There was a lot of people in sandals. Um, so just kind of like something to think about going to Diamond Head. Now, the really fun part of our trip, um, was just hanging at the beach with my husband. We are beach people. We love it. I think there was one day we spent the entire day, like six, seven hours at the beach. Again, finding some of the coolest people. We were so entertained by these college kids teaching this older guy how to play their new, um, games. P.S. 
when did I get old? Beer pong is not called beer pong anymore, and circle of death is not called circle of death. That moment, I realized, damn, Kara, you're getting old because your college games aren't even the college games of today. But one of the cool things about us swimming is we brought some snorkel masks just in case we heard Hawaii has some really good snorkeling. And I kid you not, right off our resort, I'm talking not even a couple hundred feet from the shore. We're swimming, we're snorkeling, and a huge ass sea turtle just rolls up on us. I'm not even kidding you. One of the coolest, 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 coolest experiences to see a turtle in the wild swimming next to you. Now, I don't know if you know this, in the state of Hawaii, it is highly illegal for you to touch the sea turtles, like I think over a $1,000 fine. So we definitely did not touch them, but just their swim along the sea turtle was so cool. But we didn't have our GoPro. And I was like, oh my God, run up to the room, get the GoPro. By the time we came back, turtle had moved on. So the next day we go snorkeling again with our GoPro. And yes, we finally see another turtle and got it all on camera. It was just some, some of the coolest experience just to see that wildlife just right then and there in its environment. So we did hear about something called Turtle Beach, which is on the North Shore. And so we're like, let's go check it out. So we had a little time before our kayaking experience. And so we go to Turtle Beach and we're like, why do they call it Turtle Beach? We haven't seen any turtles. There was no turtles on the shoreline like they all said they would. And then we see a group of people like pointing out into the water. So we go stand next to them, of course, right? You got to follow the people. There was at least 15 to 20 of these massive sea turtles. I'm not even kidding you, surfing the waves. I have the coolest video of them literally surfing the wave, coming up through the wave and crashing into shore. And when the tide goes out, the turtles went out with them and again and again and again. I mean, we stood out there for at least 25 minutes and could have spent our whole day just sitting there watching these turtles surf in, get pulled out, surf back in. It was just so neat to see. Um, definitely one of our coolest experiences on our trip to Hawaii. We both talk about how neat and just like how relaxing and we could just sit out there and stare at those turtles surf in nonstop. So I kind of just foreplayed it up a little bit for you. But um, after Turtle Beach, we drove to Koala Beach, which if I were to ever go back to Oahu, strike, strike that. When I go back to Oahu, I think I'm going to want to stay on Koala Beach. I just really like the environment. It's way less touristy. We stayed in the Hilton Village, just very touristy. I mean, like $26 for a cheeseburger. Um, it had a Louis Vuitton, just like the expensive stores. Um, very cool to experience, but to go back, I'd want to stay in Koala Beach. It just had that more local vibe, just that hang 10 type of Oahu like vibe that I was looking for. But we actually rented kayaks from Koala Beach Adventures. Highly recommend them. Super affordable. And so we took our kayaks and we took them to the ocean. Y'all, it is no joke getting in a kayak on the ocean because those waves are crashing you in. So much so that I crashed before I even got in the kayak and a total stranger, again, talking about how amazing people are in Hawaii, came and helped get us in. And then we found this blog before we left for our trip, you know, when we were planning stuff. And she said, oh yeah, get your rentals from Koala Beach Adventures. Um, and then you can kayak over to the Mokis. It only takes you about an hour, hour and a half. 
So we're like, we're going to do this. We're going to the adventures. The Mokis are islands off the coastline. And so we take off. Tom and I are kayaking. She lied to us. It took us an hour and a half just to get there. And it was an hour and a half of constant paddling because we were going against the waves. So if you stopped even for a moment to let your arms rest, the waves took you all the way back to where you began. Like it felt like no matter how hard you paddled, you were just like staying in motion. Um, it's the first time in my life I also understood that land looks a lot closer than it really is when you're on the water. Um, I was paddling so fast that a few times I got so much in front of Tom he would yell and be like hey like I thought we were doing this together well later that night he's like why are you kayaking so fast I've never seen you kayak that fast low-key I was terrified that a shark was gonna come up and eat my kayak and so I paddled as hard as I could so I could get to the land we were about midway on our paddle and I was like, this is it. We're done. Let's turn around and go back. And within a few more strokes, we were there. And I'm so proud of us for finishing. Our arms did hurt for a couple days. And ever since we've kayaked in Missouri, it's been way easier than the ocean. But it was so neat because we got to go to this island that only people who kayak to are able to experience. It's, it's a bit, uh, bird sanctuary. So they've preserved it to be a natural habitat for so many different creatures. But the cool thing is the Mokis have a left side and a right side which actually originally used to be one island. And because of the wind, the surf, and the waves, it actually has divided into two totally separate islands. I just find that so neat. And then to stand on the island and look back on the, like, the big part of Oahu and to see the shoreline, breathtaking. Like ugh, when I have a bad day, I go look at those pictures and I just remember what a cool experience it was. And kayaking back took like 30 freaking minutes because you were going with the waves. So if you find yourself in Oahu, I loved that experience. That was probably my favorite excursion that we did on the entire trip. And the final, the final activity we did was parasailing. Now remember, your girl is terrified of heights. I wigged the freak out the entire time. I had a total freak out. And we went with these like 10 and 11 year olds with their parents and they're all like tick-tocking up in the air, like no hands, no nothing. This is me, you just heard my pen fly because I talk with my hands. So like I'm over here talking with my hands even though it's a podcast and you're just listening to my words. But they strap us in, we go last, they strap us in, I freaked the hell out. You should see the GoPro video. I'm over here like, <sighs> ah, 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 ah. and Tom, who takes his GoPro to record the scenery, records just me that finally I had to tell him to turn around and take it. Um, I did not enjoy the experience until after the fact. Looking back, I'm like, it really wasn't that bad. It was very gradual going up and very gradual coming in. Uh, yes, they dipped us in the water. And if you were to parasail any anywhere in the world. Hawaii was so freaking beautiful. Um, I definitely see myself going parasailing again, but I would have to be very specific on where I go because there is just no view like the Hawaiian uh, shoreline. Like it was just 
so fun, beautiful, gorgeous. And the cool part is we were the last ones of the day. So they took us on a little boat ride. So we got to go enjoy ourselves on a boat. We got to go parasailing. We just had such an adventure inside an adventure. Um, it, it was really neat. I'm going to have to post that uh, GoPro video because it is wild. All right. So I thought I was going to have to break this up into two segments. But instead, I'm just going to push us about five minutes longer because we're going to talk about the best thing ever about vacation food. So one piece of food, I always like to try something new when we are on vacation. And one of the things that we tried, we both tried that was brand new to us was swordfish. I like it. It was a little bit more, um, what am I trying to say? A little bit more salad, like not flaky like most fish I eat. It definitely had more of that like chicken consistency. It didn't taste like chicken. I don't want you to get confused with Jessica Simpson. It didn't taste like chicken. It is like chicken consistency. It had a really good taste. It wasn't too fishy. Um, our waiter actually said if you're not a big seafood person, swordfish is a really great piece of fish to start with. And we loved it. Um, I think Tom had like a swordfish sandwich and I had a swordfish meal with some like vegetables with it and it was probably one of our best meals there and then our final night we went to a restaurant called Signature 36 and it's located on the 36th floor of a hotel because it overlooks the ocean and the bay. So you got to see mountains in one view, you got to see the bay on the other, and this is what I call some fine ass dining. I mean, we spent like 200 plus dollars, but we had such a fun, intimate night reflecting on our vacation, the crab, the king crab. I've never I've never seen any king crab that big before. It was it was delicious. We had that. I had a steak. The steak was good. Um, not quite what I was expecting, but I think our favorite thing that night was this lobster mac and cheese. Oh my God. I'm still thinking about it to this day. It was so, so good. Um, so you know me. I'm a little foodie. How to share a couple of my favorite experiences. We also went to this place. We walked. Um, it was a good 20-minute walk from our Hilton Village. And it's one of those places that throws like crab legs in a big bag and then you just like eat and it's so messy and nasty like they gave us bibs and gloves and we just had a lot of seafood while we were there like I said we tried swordfish for the first time um Hawaii just has such a special spot in my heart it truly has been in my opinion of all the places I've been there's just such a vibe about it. It just truly is one of the greatest places I've ever been. And I can't wait to get back there. Um, big Island to Oahu, totally different, but they each have their own vibe. And personally, I see myself going back to both. Um, it's so funny because now I want to go to Hawaii every year. And, um, so long story short, I convinced my husband we're going to uh, Maui, Hawaii next year. So I can't wait. Next year, you'll hear another podcast on Hawaii. And I'm excited to try yet again a new island because the one thing I've heard from both local people from the big island in Oahu is that every island has its own soul and its own vibe. And they're all so uniquely different. Um, so that is a little bit about our Hawaii travels. It truly was breathtaking views. It was 
some cool excursions. We did some really neat things. And like I said, probably my favorite part were just the conversations and the human connection that we had. And like one person we were talking to, he goes, how could you not talk to people? You're in freaking Hawaii. How could you not be happy today? So um, until next time, my travel junkies, over and out. Can't wait to share with you guys here in a couple Fridays.